Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Brendan Escott with you the rest of the way. Second hour of the show brought to you, as always, by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. We will, uh, well, we'll be busy over the next hour. Got three guests if you include Reed Wilkins who of course has Inside Sports about an hour from now. We'll find out from him what is coming up on that program. The Oilers are set to finish the preseason schedule tomorrow night on 6.30 Chad, 7 o'clock puck drop. Seattle cracking the opponent. I would suspect we'll see the top couple of lines top power play unit anyway figured they would want one final dress rehearsal uh, i would think we'll find out what louis debrusque thinks momentarily you want to get in touch with us you can do so on the river Cree resort casino hotline 780-496-0063 river Cree resort casino excitement bet on it that number again is our ashley fine floors text line 780-496-0063 get the new floors you've always wanted at ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Okay, uh, a little bit of Oilers news. That, uh, did, did we get to this off the top of the show? It was pretty minor, but Brady Stonehouse of the Ottawa 67s has earned himself a contract with the team, an entry-level deal after being brought into Oilers camp as, uh, as an invite. Simple, simple. Um, just come on and show us what you got. Well, he did, and they liked what they saw. Lots of times when you're a right shot, you've got maybe a leg up in terms of that sort of thing. So the Oilers uh, taking advantage of that. We bring aboard uh, Sportsnet's color analyst, Louis DeBrusque, brought to you each week by GCL Diesel, providing service, genuine diesel parts, and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. Louis, how's it going this evening? I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight? Excellent. Thank you. So uh, I, I don't imagine you had a real long look at Brady Stonehouse, but were you surprised uh, to see the team hand out an entry-level contract to a guy that was a camp invitee? Always surprised when that happens, but that's a good sign, right? That's a good sign that someone's come in and obviously uh, caught the eye of management and coaching staff, and I think that's what you're always trying to find is players that surprise you and come in. There's a reason they invited him to camp. There's a reason that he was in that camp, and obviously congratulations to him for signing his entry-level contract. So 
Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult to stand out in that environment, but obviously he did and he gets rewarded. Yeah, he, uh, as a right shot uh, winger, had 30, where was he at, 37 goals last year? I'm trying to find that stat for sure. But, you know, you get up over the 35 mark and you start turning some heads. He's uh, entering his third season and uh, will be obviously playing in the minors once more. But this is the route that they're going to have to take, Louis, to supplement the minor leagues because they're not picking very high in the draft these days. Yeah, good, good point, and that, that's what you have to do. You have to find players in different avenues, and that's exactly what they've done. Also, the, the scouting report on him, he plays with grit. He's got some sandpaper to his game. He's feisty, um, and you have to be. He's not the biggest of guys, so when you're not that big, you have to have a big heart. You have to have a, a, the ability and the mindset and desire to get to a tough area and fight for those pucks and usually fight off bigger guys. It seems like he has that in his game, and that's what they saw so uh, congratulations, and you know, this is how it starts. You, you find players, you bring them in, and you like what you see, you give them a contract and see where it goes from there. Yeah, Brady Stonehouse again. What if 16 Ontario Hockey League players invited to Hockey Canada's program of excellence, the summer meetings, that sets them up for this upcoming World Junior Championship, so a chance for the Ontario native to potentially represent Canada. Now, Louis, we've seen uh, some Oilers in the last couple of nights we think that are, are probably going to be representing the team. I mean, a long look at the first unit power play, and it did get a long look last night. It's a 7-2 victory overall got to chat with Zach Hyman in the in the walk-off interview he didn't really seem super excited about things what did you think the power play looked like with another uh, another chance out there to uh, get fresh just fine-tuning you know for me it was just fine-tuning and they look sharper no question I mean early on in the preseason they were trying some different things different positional um, spots for different guys moving around. You didn't see Dreisaitl taking that shot too often, but last night you saw him release that shot a few times. And every time he's there as that target and that dangerous player for that one-timer, look what happens. It's Connor McDavid that walks down again and goes name-tagging in, which is a, a play that he's starting to become really dangerous with. And he's tried it a bunch of times now. He's scored a few times on it. And it's for me, it's because you have to respect so much what he wants to do with the puck. He has a couple options. You have Zach Hyman in front of the net who's planted there soundly. Can ricochet a puck off of him. He's got Dreisaitl back door. He's got Nugent Hopkins in the bumper. There's a ton of options for him when he goes from high to low in the zone and uh, looks across. There's, there's dangerous players that are in position. And if they're taken away or if they want to be a little bit stingy in that regard, he has shown that he's obviously got the ability to walk right in and score himself um, a career last year and he made it look pretty easy that's not an easy shot but it's something that he's very very capable of doing and now it's become a dangerous shot himself and I'm sure you're going to see them trying to lean out on him a little bit and when they do that they'll make a pass so that's why the power play has been so dangerous for years with that nucleus of players that they've had and played together especially the three abroad Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl and, and McDavid but now with Zach Hyman in front they did try Evander Kane there a little bit earlier in the preseason he's going to get some looks there probably but uh, for me Evan Bouchard too was a little bit more shooter mentality on a couple of the power plays started to release that shot and started to get it going 
And I think sometimes early in preseason, you're just trying to go through the motions and move the puck around, find different things, but they seem to be a little bit more determined, and I expect them to sharpen that up as they head into the regular season. 4-2-1 and one with uh, one game left. It's tomorrow night against Seattle here on 630. Chad, we're chatting with uh, Oilers color analyst Louis DeBrusque for our friends at GCL Diesel. How about Connor Brown last night? That had yeah. to have felt so good for him. A couple of goals, a helper flying around out there with McDavid who set up the goal as well by the way so mm-hmm. uh, he's he's as boat um, he's proving to be so far as good a fit as everyone hoped he really has and i know there was there was obviously a little bit of a question mark coming into the camp how's his knee how's his strength how's his conditioning but i've been really impressed with the skating actually I, I actually think he's skating better than i remember him skating and you know he's always been a good skater but i think he's really put the work in it shows and uh, excellent on the forecheck, great stick, you know, really turns over a lot of pucks. And anytime you have a player on the line with either McDavid or Dreisaitl, right now he's playing with Connor McDavid, I think it's a real nice fit. The more you can turn the puck over, the more you can get at the hands of each other, start to move that around the offensive zone, good things happen. It's got a great defensive conscience, too. It's not just about the offense with Connor Brown. Connor Brown is a hard-playing um, winger that goes up and down. He's backtracking, stealing pucks. Um, excellent penalty killer. I mean, there's a lot of boxes that he check marks, uh, and why he was such a, a good pickup for the Oilers in the offseason. And good to see him start to find his game. Always good to see the puck go in the net. You know, it doesn't matter if it's exhibition, um, if it's pond hockey, it doesn't matter. When you see the puck go in the net, you start to feel confident. And that's what this is all about working towards the start of the regular season Wednesday in Vancouver. Uh, I imagine that Raph Lavoie has felt a little bit of that as well. We'll get there yeah. in a second. But Connor Brown specifically mentioned Louis post game last night that he's been feeling some chemistry with Ryan Nugent Hopkins sees that as a potential uh, penalty killing pairing even now Jay Woodcroft never won to show his cards so he would never mm-hmm. commit to something like that but I like that those two players who seem to be two of the better ones at thinking their way around the ice we know Nugent and Brown is proving to be the same um, I really like what that means for this team yeah I agree and I, and I heard that that interview as well and Makes total sense to me. I mean, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the longest tenured Oiler. This guy's been around. He's played with a, a ton of different players. Can play with anybody uh, because he's so smart. Knows where to go. Um, has the ability to adapt to what he has to. Can also be a driver. So you put him in a situation, especially in a penalty kill, it's reaction-based. It's reaction off of one another, where you're going, your lines, your routes. Um, but both of those guys willing to get in shooting lines as well. It's, it's nice to kind of hear Brown talk about, you know, having that chemistry with someone and two guys that aren't only good defensively and shutting you down the penalty, but it can be dangerous offensively too. If they do get that puck, they, they'd be willing to attack. And I think that you're seeing penalty kills like that now more than ever, where when you get that puck, instead of just dumping it down the ice and killing it off, which seemed to be the mentality years ago, it's mm, let's skate up the ice and attack a little bit. You've got offensive players on the ice, typically one defenseman in most power play systems. Um, it's an opportunity for an outnumber rush potentially or, or a rush on a forward who's playing back as a defenseman, so why not try it? And I think that also opens up the door for both of those guys, and anyone that's killing penalties for that matter, to to, to look for a counter strike from time to time. It's a nice litmus test when you can look back on the box score and see 19 and a half minutes, give or take, for uh, Connor Brown leading the Oilers forward. So you tell yeah. me whether or not that knee is, is coming off a major surgery because it doesn't seem like it and it seems like the team is also confident in where it's at based on that deployment last night. 
Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I think that's part of it too. They want they want to make sure he's up and running. He's feeling good. How does it feel the next day? Looked good on the ice today. Um, did have a little stumble, but I don't think it was anything major. It was just a fall down on the ice. But um, you know, anytime something like that happens, I mean, you're always going to look at it a little little carefully. But I don't think it was anything. I think he just was in a battle, and the practice was intense today. So I think you know to get those reps every single player wants to dig in wants to feel that lung capacity wants to you know <laughs> feel the lactic acid and burn in the legs because you feel better afterwards it kind of gives you a, a, a greater depth of endurance to be able to to go out there and play harder you have to kind of burn through it at some point in time for Connor Brown it's not like he hasn't played minutes before he's been elevated minutes throughout his career um, but it's a good sign that he's playing that much and I think also maybe for Jay and the coaching staff they wanted to test him out a bit too they wanted to put him out out there and really get him up and running and I think it's going to take a little bit of load off of Zach Hyman you know when I look at it this way Zach Hyman plays a real heavy hard game and it's really hard to do that for 82 games in a row it's really hard to, to compete at that level and I think what we saw even last year a little bit there, there's some fatigue there everybody's fatigued when you get to the playoffs and you start digging into series and they won the first round they go into the second it was a conference final the year before those are taxing rounds that really take a lot out of you and I think the game plan this year for the Oilers, you know, from what everything that people have said and from what the coaching staff has preached, I think they want to utilize more players here. They want more players to kind of pull on that rope a little bit more on certain nights. If a guy's really going, they're going to give him some more ice time. Obviously, they felt Brown was really going. They wanted to give him more ice time and see how he could handle it. And I think that's going to be the game plan throughout the year. The more you can take off of McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, you know, Kane's going to get elevated as, as well, I think, this year because he has the capacity to do that. So, They've got some, some real weapons up front, but I think they want to distribute it throughout. And, and if, if everybody's pulling on that rope, they're going to be a very difficult team to play against. We've got Louis DeBrusque on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Joins us for our friends at GCL Diesel. Raph Lavoie, as mentioned, uh, he had the goal last night, which had to have felt really good for a guy who has been needled at for <laughs> his entire pro career now. Defensive hockey, use that big frame, you know, get physical, mm-hmm. etc. He says, man, I'm a shooter, so when I can get out there and shoot and do my thing, that's what I want to be able to to demonstrate he got a chance to d- display that last night but also I thought he was physically noticeable as well I agree it was one of the biggest things that I noticed he threw a couple big body checks and I think that's really important you know I, I talked last week about Fogel same thing when you're in the bottom six and I was there my entire career as a fourth liner I was expected to hit bang crash fight I'm not saying that he's expected to fight by no means but he's got the frame the speed and the size to be able to go out there and be physical. And that's one of the areas that we're going to be keeping a close eye on, obviously, this year to see if they have that depth in that regard to be able to go up against some of the bigger teams in the conference and in the league. But I liked it. I actually liked the fact that he was running around. A couple conversations after the whistle, uh, you know, guys coming up and having chats with him. Guy smacked his stick right out of his hands one night because he was in front of the net, and that's where he knows he has to go to be successful. So I love the fact that he said he's a shooter. I think it's really important for players to understand what they do well. I think we talk a lot about what they need to work on, but I don't think you could ever lose sight of the things that they do really well. And and, and you have to always kind of rely on that when you get those opportunities. Uh, And there was one play I know Bob mentioned it on the on the telecast last night um, that there was an opportunity earlier in the previous game that he played with Connor McDavid in Vancouver where um, or Seattle sorry where the puck came back to him and he dished it back you know he gave it back to him now it's really hard not to defer to Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid or Ryan Nugent Hopkins or any of the older vets on the team when you're a young guy 
But as time goes on, you're going to see him get that puck loaded up and pick a spot and take the shot. And he'll find out that the other players on the team will love that. When they give you a puck in a good position, they want you to shoot the puck. It's very difficult to overcome that because mentally you just want to put it back into the hands of, of a great player. But at the same time, you have to have ownership in what you do well. And that's one of the things he really does do well. He shoots the puck heavy. Uh, he scored a couple of nice goals here in the preseason. He's gotten himself to the spot, which is half the battle, making sure you're in that right spot at the right time but uh, I like the confidence that he's talked about saying that he's a shooter and I'm sure they're working with him every day about that when you get to the spot you get your chance there's no better stick for it to be on than yours when you're in that spot only just turned 23 a couple of weeks ago former 38th overall draft pick who's going to make just under eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. do you think for that reason and I'll say it in addition to this I don't think anybody in the forward group has really come forward and snatched the final available position. You know, I like what Lavoie did last night, but it hasn't necessarily been consistent. I think Lane Peterson has probably been the best of those couple of guys that are battling for it, but how much of the required niche is he going to fill? And he's a little easier to to send down to the minors as well, potentially. So uh, how do you see this shaking out, if you're willing to offer us that opinion, Louis? I agree. I, I mean, I do believe Peterson has come in. He scored another nice goal and a breakaway. Nice pass by Kane. Um, I I think they want to give him the opportunity. They didn't bring him in and sign him to it. The deal they did for them not to give him the opportunity. That's a position of need. Uh, Ryan McLeod obviously hasn't played an exhibition game, and that's a big factor in it, too, because he's slotted to take that third-line center, which I think is his spot, and he's earned that. Um, looked pretty good on the ice today. We'll see if he gets into the lineup tomorrow night. I don't, I don't think Jay addressed that today, but um, it would be nice to see him get into a game. But for me, Peterson's the guy right now. But Lavoie is very interesting. And again, he has to clear waivers to go down in the American Hockey League. And I think that's really important because when you get to that stage, that's when teams have to start making decisions on players. And they might not want to lose a young talent like him. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg with a young player like Lavoie who really came on strong last year and scored a lot of goals down the stretch, started to find that confidence. He's got a big frame that can shoot, which is rare in this league. And, you know, for me, it's, it's going to be difficult for them to pass on him here and not allow him to at least start. Um, that's just my thinking on it. I think that you're going to see him probably find his way into the roster. They do have one more game, and as Jay always says, they have time, they're going to use it. And we'll see what happens in the next 48 hours after that game and then when they have to get under the cap and, and be ready for the season at the start of next week. But... Uh, it's interesting. It's certainly good to have these competitions, though, I think. I think any time you have players that are battling right down to the last preseason game where you're kind of juggling, oh, we could take this one, is it this one or this one, that's that's a good sign that players have come in, they've come in ready, and we'll figure it out. But I would want to be making those decisions. For me, I, I think I'd want to keep him around, just see how he does. Um, maybe even try him on that third line. I know that it's been the Holloway, Fogel, McLeod has always been the rumblings of what that third line is going to look like. But I even said today to Jack, I said, you know, he might even get a shot on that right side. Right-handed shot. You've got three lefties there right now with Fogel playing on the right side, Holloway on the left. But why not a right-handed shot? Maybe Fogel goes over the left, if Holloway goes down, or Fogel goes down, Holloway stays on the left. Whatever way they want to, to make that pairing would be interesting to see how he can roll with those players. But I've liked the body of work. I think it's gotten better throughout camp, but there's still decisions to be made here. It would be interesting in the direction they go. Without a doubt, Louie. Uh, looking forward to chatting with you next week when things begin for real, but uh, enjoy that final exhibition game tomorrow night. 
Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Louis DeBrusque, Sportsnet Color Analyst, brought to you on this show by GCL Diesel, providing service, genuine diesel parts, and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. Brendan Escott in with you the rest of the way here on Oilers Now, which is back after this. has been so all over the place I'm forgetting what I gotta do which is to inform you what's going on around the rest of the NHL with NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing your local branded merchandise specialists head to ElitePromoMarketing.com preseason action continuing three Canadian teams taking to the ice the Maple Leafs hosting the Red Wings at Scotiabank Arena and the Winnipeg Jets welcoming the Ottawa Senators to Canada Life Centre see if I was if I was a customer to this time slot I would have had these scores up and ready to go because I imagine these games are well underway if not just about bloody well over at this point yeah in fact it's 3-2 Toronto and where are we at in that other one scoreless there you go Oilers wrap it all up tomorrow night 7 o'clock on 6.30 Chad Flames are getting a new arena we heard about this $800, imagine $800 million, the price tag. Uh, Calgary Mayor Jody Gondek says that preliminary deal announced in April for that $1.2 billion event center entertainment district, it's been finalized now. So uh, basically it divvies up this way. The Alberta government commits $330 million for area infrastructure and to cover half the cost of a community rink that will be attached to this one. And uh, the city of Calgary will put in $537 million, the Flames Ownership Group, an initial $40 million, and then $17 million per year over the course of a 35-year lease. That is the meat and potatoes. Oil Kings, uh, they are back home to host Prince Albert on Saturday and the Golden Bears with a home-and-home series that we'll tell you about coming up after this next newscast. And Ian Herbers of the Golden Bears will join us.